And speaking of bringing someone else on board, we got DMAC oh. back live in the studio. DMAC? Oh, my gosh. Afternoon. Saddle Rock is so gorgeous, so beautiful. Is Karen there? Is yep, Karen? She's here. Karen! She's been taking care of us all afternoon. How great is Karen? Hey, real, real quick, because I know you guys are going to smack it around there a little bit. Uh, do you guys realize how weird practice was yesterday? That there were guys practicing that were about to get cut? Do you, does that dawn on anybody how strange that was yesterday? No, uh, it, it did not dawn on me. I don't know if that's um, common practice. Um, I, I would ask uh, Stokely, but I'm seeing his uh, taillights uh, currently. Man, it is not even 2 o'clock. <laughs> he, he did not even. I mean, I knew he wasn't going to make it for the entire crosstalk. I mean, I knew that was the, there's no way. But I thought that sucker would at least make it till 2. <laughs> and you were mistaken, my friend. <laughs> I was mistaken. Did you guys even do the legal ID? Or I don't even. We did. I did put it? it on his head. You yeah. got it? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, man. All right. I'll let you. you got, uh, yeah, what's good, Zach? You good? You good? Yeah, I'm good, man. I I um I I put out my um I put out my uh, super stroll uh, preview Saw on uh, Colorado football, which as I always, got as always. Well, thank you, man. I got Love laughed it. at uh, a year ago for going under two and a half wins. I'm getting told I'm uh, they're going to bookmark my tweet for freezing cold takes. Uh, okay. Maybe maybe they're right. Um, I root for CU. I think Dion's the right hire. I think they're going to win more games than last year. Program's going in the right direction. But I just can't find that fourth win. That's all. You can't find it, huh? Can't find the fourth win. All right, so who do you – let me just uh, – well, I don't know it off the top of my head. You got CSU winning, uh, obviously. You got uh, them beating Arizona State? No. No? You got that a loss in Tempe? Yep. You got them beating Arizona? No. You got them beating Nebraska? No. Brr, well, you got to be in Cal. Are they playing Cal this year? Cal's not on the schedule, unfortunately. Ooh, too bad. Uh, you got to beat in Washington State. Um, no, absolutely not. Okay, yeah, That's definitely. On the road. You definitely. I can find. I can find two solid wins that I feel comfortable about. Home against Colorado State yeah. and home against Stanford. Um, okay. Home, home against Arizona, DMAC. Arizona just did in the last uh, year what CU hopes to do. That's go from a one-win team to a five-win team. That's what CU is aiming for. That's the same level that Arizona's building from under Jed Fish. So I just – that's being chalked up as a win. I think uh, CU will be a dog uh, in Boulder uh, that Sunday uh, or Saturday in November. Damn. So what's your third win then? Um. I, 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 I don't I don't feel comfortable saying any, but if you wanted to go with that Arizona game, then you then you'd okay. be at a, a, a win against Colorado State, <laughs> win against Stanford, win against Arizona. Beyond there, I really have to start using my imagination. Uh, could they beat Nebraska? Sure, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, but I mean, Nebraska is almost a ten point favorite in Boulder, and, and mm. are there going to be more Buff fans there? Or more red shirts. Oh, I don't know, man. Prime time. Prime time. You I, know? Thought, I thought those bad boys were already sold out uh, with the uh, season. I know, but those buff season ticket holders, they pay for the whole oh, season by flipping snap. it to a Nebraska fan. I like, know, you're the right. The last time Nebraska was in town, the whole place was red. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, happens. Those kids need to make their money. Yeah, and Nebraska's a 4-8 and eight team from a year ago. Again, four wins is where CU's trying to get to, but five of the eight losses came by seven points or less. Um, and then now Matt Rule in the fold there, who is a more proven college coach than Dion. I just, again, I have to overextend myself and really put on my CU glasses to say, yeah, you know, CU's definitely going to win that game. So what do you got to say to some people like Matt Smith and uh, Drew Spivak and some of these other Buff believers that actually envision CU beating TCU this weekend? 
Um, look, I, 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 I know a lot of stuff. Condescension, here it comes. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> look, I know we got the mushrooms legal now and everything like that. But, look, I would just say, you know, just chill out, microdose your way to the kickoff, and don't get carried away. Uh, that's a top 25 TCU team down uh, in their home stadium. And um, we have, no, like, like uh, uh, these games are won and lost in the trenches. Dion said earlier this offseason he believes in not building a team from the inside out, but from the outside in. I disagree. I think they have great talent, skill position players, but in the trenches, uh, offensive and defensive line, I think um, I think they're in trouble. So, look, I root for the program. I go to CU games every single year since I moved here. Some of my best buddies are CU grads. But when I do this stuff, I, I, I do it pragmatically, and that's removing emotion, and that's just my pragmatic outlook of uh, the CU buffs this year. I got to give some props to our guy, uh, Joel Klatt. And gosh darn it, help me guys, I'm forgetting the player's name, that defensive lineman there from uh, Jackson State he was denied. Tyler yeah. Brown. Um, and we'll play um, later, later. Uh, we'll play Joel's commentary about Tyler Brown. Yeah. I just heard that story for the first time. I'm sorry if I'm a little bit behind on the times on that. That is repulsive, what the uh, NCAA is doing rejecting him the opportunity on his second uh, transfer to CU. As, as Joel Klatt put out, his coach at Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette, who he's yeah. close with, yeah. died on the field of a heart attack in front of that young man. Yeah. And that's why he ended up at Jackson State. Yeah. And so what, we're supposed to hold it against that kid when his coach, Prime, who he's got a close relationship, wants him at CU? What are we doing here, NCAA? Seriously, what are we doing? When we can't logically take things one case at a time, no, Sean and Zach, one case at a time, why are we just putting some sort of bizarre blanket and, and disabling this kid? Why are you making life so hard for somebody when it's so unnecessary? And it feels like making life so easy on so many other transfers who do it even more rampantly. I mean, I, I that story I do not get. It feels like I'm missing something. Uh, we're probably not. It's probably just the um, ineptitude of uh, the NCAA, which will probably not exist by the time that that young man's children are born. Fine by me. All right, I'll let you go, Zach. Appreciate it. All right, it, see you guys. Have fun. Yeah, no, Sean, that story is offensive lineman. What did I say, D-line? I told you, I'm a mile long, three inches deep. Offensive lineman. <laughs> What a story. What a crazy story. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and like Zach said, I mean, they let guys transfer for way worse reasons or different reasons and just let them go. Listen, I, I, I get sort of you don't want kids hop, scopping all, uh, hop, scotching, really, skipping, skipping all over the place. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Right. But coaches do all the time. This whole thing, man, you got rid of the – one year you made the transfer portal instantaneous, but now what well, you can't do it twice. You got to wait for some. So there's no mitigating factors ever. It's a terrible story, man. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, you know, you don't want to see the guys just up and leaving a school because oh, they don't got. They're not the first guy up on the depth chart, right? You don't want a guy just leaving because he's afraid of the competition. That's that was always my thing, like. Bro, don't leave. Don't try to leave because someone's in front of you and you might have to wait a year. Hey, wait your year, get better, and then go out there and be the starter when your time is called. But, you know, for a situation like this, you would think they would look into it and see Damn what right. reasons. Heck, heck yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we'll play it later. Um, but Joel did, a, Joel did a much better commentary than I, than I would ever do. And it got mm -hmm. liked by Dion. And, uh, man, Zach kind of... Um, 
Oh, man. He's kind of taking the steam off the rah-rah CU stuff, man. Three, <laughs> yeah. we, he, he can't, that was he, tough. He can't see three wins. Couldn't believe it. I mean, Arizona State, Arizona? I look at those. I'm like, come on. What? It, is in, it is in Tempe. Wait, is the Arizona game at home or, or wait? What are you looking at? Now I'm going to have to memorize that CU schedule. Come on now. <laughs> it looks like the Arizona State one is at home. Arizona State's in Tempe, I believe, isn't it? Yes, yeah. No? Yeah, that's uh, in Tempe. Oh, says that. Okay, yep. Wait, what's Arizona, Drew? Is that, is that yeah, at uh, Boulder? Arizona's home. Arizona's at home? Yeah. Oh, my God, Drew. Are you freaking out with Zach saying three wins? He doesn't see it? Hmm. Well, actually, maybe I should ask you. Do you see it? You see three wins there, Drew? I can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> your mic got turned off. Your mic got turned off there on the board. Because we're making the big turn over there. Drew, my man, you there? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. We got we to gotta figure it out now. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I think the, the, the Nebraska game is a very winnable game. Yeah. The CSU game is a game they should and better win. Uh, Stanford, that's a game they should and better win. Three. Uh, I, Arizona State, even though it's on the road, it's a very winnable game. And look what Arizona State's dealing yeah, with. Yeah, right those now. kids can't Come even on. go to a bowl yeah. game now. They got, they've got almost as much turnover as CU on that roster. They're not. With a brand new head coach. They're, they're barely brand. caring about that exactly. game. Exactly. So then, and then the Arizona game at home. That's what I'm saying. Five. Game. And then nothing. That's it. Oregon <laughs> State, maybe, depending on how things are going on the season. I Oregon State's supposed to be a really good team. Hey, man, I got to tell you about oh, our guys. I'm at 18. Our guy, yeah. Zach Bai. Our guy, Zach Bai. Our guy, Zach Bai. He's our guy. This dude with college football, this dude, uh, he pays attention. He pays attention to the numbers that matter. So, hmm. man, I'm telling you, if Zach Bai, Zach Bai, he knows his numbers. So, Hey man, I'm not going to go to I told you so Island with Zach By. I'm 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 on Zach By's side. But the biggest problem with this whole scenario, we don't know what this team is going to look we like. We have no idea. We have absolutely zero idea. You can't no compare clue. it to all the last year. No idea. It's what percentage turnover? I think there's like 70 new guys 70, on this roster. 70. So, let's just say there's 100 dudes. Well, there's not, but so that's close to 80% turnover. 80% turnover. How do we know? How do we? How do they know if the headsets work? Uh, according, to, <laughs> according to ESPN stats and info, is eighty two, eighty two percent, eighty two guys, eighty two guys turned over. Hmm? How many guys are on the damn team? I think it's like a ninety five man roster. I think there was only like twelve or thirteen guys back from last year. Who are those dudes? Who made the team? <laughs> those right. are those are some special guys. Yeah, you know, there's like one. Six foot six, three hundred and forty pound monster from Valor Christian who somehow made the team. You know, one dude <laughs> just doesn't want to move. You know, just you know, just loves it here. <laughs> Went to IMG Academy, of course, but you know, he came back here to see you. All right, well, uh, off and rolling, man, off and rolling, and uh, yeah, I want to talk about the weird practice the Broncos had. No, Sean, it was kind of odd. And I, I don't I don't think we realized what was happening until it was happening. We'll get a report from today. Sean Payton, has he spoken yet? I know his, uh, he hasn't spoken yet. Okay. Um, all right, that's a little bit later. He's, a little, he's running a little Things are running a little bit late tonight. We'll get to all of it. No, Sean, you ready to rock and roll? Hey, let's get it, baby. You, you know, ready to get it? I'm here, man. Come on, man. This is the drive <laughs> on the fan. Baby, I'm playing on you tonight. I should down each Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents The Drive. Oh, what? Come on now. 
Welcome to the Broncos practice squads. Ben DiNucci. Philip Dorsett. Hey. We'll get back to him in a second. David Sills. Tyler Lancaster. P.J. Mustaford. Tyler Batty. Art Green. Marcus Haynes. DeMontre Jacobs. Michael Bandy. Oh, boy. Uh, Hagai. Nabusi. I hope. I don't know. Sorry. Will Sherman. See you. Um, and Devin Key or Devon Key or Davin Key. Devin Key? Devon? Mr. Devon? Mr. Key. Listen, the pronunciations, you can't hold me to all of them. <laughs> You're right. No, dude, I, I think I got, hey, dude, I think I got all right with the guy, Debussy. Uh, I did it better the first time. Okawebenum. Anyways, those are your uh, practice squad guys for now, but, you know, it's practice squad. Anything could change. Mac here with uh, no Sean Moreno. Uh, the Dorset one, let me get to that real quick. That's set up a little bit of a little firestorm this morning, no Sean, because people thought, like, the initial report was the Broncos had signed him to the 53, mm-hmm. and everybody was freaking out about, oh, you got to be kidding me. He's terrible. He hasn't played. Blah, 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 blah. And then our guy, Mike Kliss, comes over the top rope with accurate reporting, saying it's the practice squad, not the 53. So hang on for news from Mr. Kliss on that. Um, Dorsett's, you know, he's been around for a little bit. Just yeah. He's in the practice squad. It is interesting that they did not even want Callaway or um, little Jordan Humphrey even on the practice squad, huh? Like, uh, that wasn't happening for them, I guess, unless there's something else going on that I don't know about, which is very likely, but but okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like you mentioned, they could have just brought those boys back, you know what I mean? They they know the system, just in case something happens, they can throw them into the fire and let them well, the go. the Broncos right? apparently don't care. No, it don't sound like it. Unless they bring him back later today, who knows? Uh, is it any last day, though, with all this? Um, or what? I don't, guys. I need some definite help here. <laughs> They're going to put like a couple guys on IR to add other guys to the team. It's something like that. KG, you got something better than uh, that incredible explanation? Uh, that is a very great explanation. Uh, that is a very to, great to, explanation. To, to, to kind of, you know, clean it up there. Um, the yeah. deadline starts here at 2 o'clock. Ooh, so now okay. after 2 o'clock, we'll get a chance to see some of the IR stuff. Oh. And then we'll get a chance to see some of the 53-man rosters start to get a, okay. a little bit more solid. So we'll have breaking news. You got the you got the, you got the, the whole thing ready? I got it. You got it good? I got it. And Sean Payton's talking right now, so uh, we'll find out what situations he's uh, referring to, and we'll, 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 we'll get on board with whatever he's got to say, and we'll bring it to you here in uh, mere moments. Here's what was weird, though, no, Sean, about yesterday's practice. I don't understand this one. Because they held the practice starting at noon and the deadline was 2 p.m., and they wrapped things up a little bit early. Sean Payton spoke at 155. No, Sean, there were guys out there practicing that they cut. Why would they do that? Um, makes no sense. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, how would you feel as a player? I mean, knowing. I would be unbelievably ecstatic because I'm good enough to be in the NFL. I, I mean, dude, you, <laughs> you know how practice. Uh, in general. Sorry, in general. not me specifically. <laughs> sorry, my bad. But go ahead. It's yeah. just how, like, how would you feel? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're about to cut me, but I'm out here still. You know, what if I get injured or if I get hurt during this little just run around? 
It's just um, a little ridiculous. I don't understand. I don't, I don't think it was like that in the past. I don't, I, I don't I, remember that. I don't really get it. I hope somebody asked Sean Payton about it. Yeah. Because why not just have your practice at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, whatever? I mean, why not just take care of everything you got to take care of and then practice? What is the point mm. of practicing uh, and guys get cut from the team 10 minutes you know, before the deadline after the practice is over? Yeah. I just don't understand. And all of a sudden they bring you back. You're like, wait, what is going on right now? I think it's odd. I think it's it's a weird message. Um, and there are definitely guys out there that just got cut that were at practice, got cut, not on practice squad. See ya. So, um, strange moments. It is pretty strange. I don't know. Odd practice. Yeah, it would have been odd. It would have been odd for everyone. You know, like going back to what I was saying, you know, yesterday, you know, you have breakfast with the guy and then all of a sudden he's gone. So, but well, now you're, you're, you're practicing? practicing with him? Like, and you're practicing when, like, most everybody else has been cut? And they're like, hey, man, hey, we're, we're at practice. We're yeah. We must be okay. We're, we're at practice. <laughs> hey, practice is over. Hey, Timmy, come here. See ya. <laughs> Get get gone. Like what? Oh, I'm sorry. I really was was, was the practice really that bad? So hmm. yeah, odd situation. Maybe there's a reasonable explanation for it. Yeah, we'll see. Ask. If, we'll see if Sean Payton goes there. I don't know. Um, now someone asked the question. I, I was seeing some other things too about roster size. No shot. I, I'm going to tell you, man. The simplest thing to do is expand this roster to 55 making a third quarterback mandatory on the 55-man roster. And that's an offensive player. And and give him another defensive player. And this whole, like, you got to go down to 45 dudes game day, get rid of that. You know, if you got to go down to something, I don't know, man. Maybe go down to 52, 53. But, but why, why do we have... All these guys, when you just the, the league is making money like you can't believe, exactly. you know, um, you're worried about player safety and just give more spots out there. Mm-hmm. 55 mandatory third quarterback, mandatory, and you can lower the practice squad, and that's going to make more money. No, Sean, for more players. Instead, you know, like Ben DiNucci, to me, dude's getting ripped off. Dude's got to mm-hmm. prepare. He's a quarterback. He's got to be ready. All that sort of stuff. You know what he's not getting? Paid. Because now he's on practice squad. But now it's like he can his life can flip around any second. He can be cut at any time. He can be signed off practice squad by anybody else. Come on, man. What are we doing to these guys? <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's tough, man. That's the life. That's the life of an NFL player pretty much, especially at this time. You know, just don't know what's going on. Cuts, waved here and there. And, and you still got to be prepared and ready to go at some point, right? So... And the backup quarterback position is real nuts. So how they yeah, you know, mess wants, with those boys? Who wants to possibly watch a game when both quarterbacks go out that a team doesn't have a quarterback? Nobody mm-hmm. wants to see that, man. And I know it's highly unusual, and I know it happened yeah. in the NFC Championship game. I, I mean, I get all that. It's so unusual. But but who cares? Just, just be ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some. I bet you don't know this. It's a fun little fact about sports. All right, hockey. You like hockey at all? Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll dig it. You're all right with hockey? I dig it. Yeah, Grow yeah. up a Devils fan? 
Martin Brodeur. I, I would root for him. I'm not a fan. See? No, all right. Fan. Well, I'm telling no. you, man, we, the Avs spanked that butt back in 2001. <laughs> I'm not sure what you were doing in 2001. Watching your Devils lose is what you were mm. doing. Mm, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. But I bet you didn't know this. So the, you had a goalie. I don't know if you've ever thought of this. What if that, what if that goalie there gets hurt? Well, they get, there's a backup goalie on the bench. All right? Mm-hmm. There always is. All right. Say the goalie gets hurt in the first five minutes of the game. Backup goalie gets in. He gets hurt ten minutes later. Who the hell's playing goal? Who is playing goalie? There's a situation to address it in the NHL. Every team is required at home games to provide an EGOT. An emergency goalie. So there is a dude who just has a day job. And maybe he's, you know, plays club hockey on the weekend or whatever. He's, you know, like in his 30s, probably a handsome-looking fella, just likes playing hockey. There's a dude in every single NHL game who's in the stands. Not He doesn't have his hockey bag in the stands. It's probably like in the team room, but he has his own hockey bag. And no, Sean, if either team, either team loses both goalies, there's an emergency goaltender to go in for either team in the NHL. And the home team has to provide him. That's classic. How about, it's just a dude. <laughs> He's an EGOT. He's an EGOT. And every now and then, probably once, maybe twice a year, that dude plays somewhere in the NHL. This guy gets to go to each game for free. Goes to each game for free. Has to wear a little suit like he's a player. Right. And I see him because when I'm down in the bowels of Ball Arena going to the Az locker room, the timing is such that I always pass the EGOT. What? Yep. And every time I pass him, I say the same thing. Ah, next time. <laughs> I mean, he's classic. A, he's, I've said the joke so many times that you kind of, oh, okay. Is this the same person every time? It's it, not the same, but mostly the same. I'd say it's the same guy because, you know, maybe he's got a business meeting somewhere or something. He can't right. make it the game. But they've got an EGOT. And sometimes that same guy will go into a real avalanche practice if they just need a goalie to, you know, throw pucks at. So he actually would be on the ice just twing, 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 just have pucks being fired at him. He's a real goalie. It's not like, you know, it's, that's, right. you know, they're not just picking like, you know, hey, fat dude in the 300 level, you know, <laughs> hey, fat dude from Thornton, it's your time to shine. Get, get in here. No, it's a real guy. It's a real goalie, but it's the, it's the, the EGOT. Well, you don't need that in the NFL. We, we can't I bring mean, somebody in yeah. from the stands, although that'd be pretty funny, that's though. Crazy. But just allow a third mandatory third quarterback, just in case you ever get there, have that guy on the bench, and, and let's go. Really? Mm. Common that- sense. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. I like that fact. Thank you. Appreciate that. And listen, if you have any ways to change sports for the better, this is the time to shine. <laughs> no, Sean, you bring it up. If there's something or some way things can be better. Oh, man. But just like the NHL has an EGOT, the NFL should mandate three quarterbacks so you don't get to a stupid situation again. Uh, the end. I kill you with truth on that one. All right, let's hear what Sean Payton's got to say. Let's see what that 53 is all about next. You used to call me on my cell phone. I ain't bragging, I'm just describing. Last answer. I left the city, you. It's the high school. Got a reputation for yourself now. Hey. 
Hey, everybody. You know, white kids were in that school? That's right. Girl, you got me down, you got me stressed off. If I'm the last dancer. Hey, man, I always said, if, if I'm the best player on any team, that team sucks. <laughs> Hey man, that did happen to me one time. Let me tell you real quick. I'm playing men's baseball. Men's baseball. Padres. My first year here in Colorado playing men's baseball. No, Sean. And I'm playing shortstop. We're terrible. We won like six games. We're like six and 14. I'm like leading off playing shortstop. I'm looking around at our team. I'm like, damn, I'm the best player on this team. We were so bad. Yeah, winning. Ah man, we were, we were we had a good time drinking in the parking right. lot, but you know we were you know ain't much. Then I got on the Bulls, and that was some serious business. That was some Bulls. serious. Yeah, and I was like the sixth best player on that team, which is right. That's my jam right there. Hey, Egot, I'm a moron. You can save that. I'm an idiot. Egot is Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. <laughs> so you remember like uh, Tracy Morgan uh, with the Egot? <laughs> you remember that? Got the Egot. Tracy Morgan could get an EGOT, couldn't he? It's E-Bug is the emergency backup goaltender. I didn't even know what I was talking about with EGOT. What would that even be? Hey, I believed it. I know, man. You didn't fight it at all. Mm-mm. I'm going to tell you anything. <laughs> Anyways, E-Bug, sorry, my bad, on uh, uh, that one. Um, we'll get to uh, Sean Payton here. Quickly, relatives is uh, Drew working on that right now. We uh, we're chopping that up. Yeah, okay. I got a bunch of stuff here. While we wait for that, um, you watch you watch Hard Knocks? I did not. I did. Uh, have you? No, have no, you, no, you mm-hmm. you've never watched Hard Knocks? No. I thought about watching it. <laughs> okay, and then what? And I was like, nah, just something else on Netflix. <laughs> All right. Well. For those who didn't play the game, I find it interesting. And it's 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 been less interesting this season. Really? But one thing that is standing out to me, and I still think it's kind of boring overall. I got to tell you, Aaron Rodgers. He's boring? Um, the show's boring because it's just all, like, hyping up Aaron Rodgers. There's right. no... But let me tell you, man, if you can just sort of get over that... You watch him as a leader out there, no, Sean? Man, some dudes just got it. Right. Some dudes at the quarterback position, no, Sean, they just got it. And I'm sure you've seen it, and I'm sure you've seen guys who got it and guys who don't. Yeah. Don't want to rag on anybody, but what are the characteristics of guys that don't got it? And you don't have to name anybody by name, but, like, what, what are they like, the guys that really don't got it? What, what are they missing? Man... What are they missing? I feel like uh, guys kind of gravitate to you, you know what I mean, when you kind of got it, mm-hmm. you know, and where you can kind of break it down on lamest terms to a, a guy like, hey, this is why it's like this, and um, this is what I'm looking at, and I need you here at 12 yards and not 10, you know. When a guy could break it down that way, guys just gravitate towards you. And when a guy's just in there, I mean, we could talk about Payton. Payton, that's in there, first one in, last one out kind of guy. And you got to have a track record, right, of success and been doing it for a long time. So those are the guys that you kind of gravitate to and you, you go towards. But How quickly do you know when a guy's got it? Like In the huddle, really. You, you know it. Like right away. When you walk into the huddle and he commands that huddle, mm-hmm. you know, and he's getting out the call, play call, and he's put, 
Hey, oh no, you're over here. You moving guys and things like that. You're like, okay. He commands that huddle. Does he have to have that personality even away from the field? Just like, I don't know, in the lunchroom or in the locker room? Or does that, like Justin Herbert's a pretty, it looks like a pretty quiet guy right. aside from when he steps on the field. So I don't want to say you got to have it all the time. You don't have to be on all the time. Or do you? What is it? You don't have to have it all. I don't think so. I mean, but it'd be nice that I can have uh, some lunch with you and conversate with you. Mm-hmm. And I, all the quarterbacks I've been around have a personality off the field, you know. So, in my good. opinion, after covering it for thirty plus years, I just think it's something you got or you don't got. I don't think you can manufacture it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've, I I just think you're sort of born that way. Yeah. I think with certain talent, you can get through a lot of levels of football and maybe not have that natural sort of leader instinct. But I'll tell you this, man, watching Aaron Rodgers, he's got it. Whatever it is, that dude's got it. And I don't know about Russ. I think Russ has a lot of natural talent, and I think he's got a lot of rah-rah leadership mm-hmm. stuff. Let me play you just a snippet of oh, Aaron Rodgers. When he's, uh, he's with this guy, Jahir Ward, who's been on like six. He's a second-round draft pick, and he's been, but he's been on like six teams in six years. Defensive lineman, he's bounced around a little bit. And so what happens is Rodgers throws the ball, and Ward takes like five steps and gives him that, you know, shoulder shiv, you know, sort of, you know, I'm going to touch the quarterback every time sort of move. Mm. So here's how this goes. Ooh, bro, that's Show some respect, bro. Come on, what the f*** is that? Five damn steps? I don't even know who you are, bro. I don't know who you are. You don't? I never heard of you. And the officials have to separate Jahad Ward and Aaron Rodgers. Both the Bears are in I'm not you. I gave him the line that's uncomeback with a bowl. I said, I don't even know who you are. And he said, he said, I don't know who you are. I said, both. <laughs> you don't know who Aaron Rodgers is. <laughs> right, right. We're rolling our eyes. You don't know who Aaron Rodgers is. That's classic. But I that's, you hear that. that's Aaron Rodgers. And there's a lot of examples of that in this latest episode. That's Aaron Rodgers taking control of things, being in charge of things, yeah. demanding things. And you can see it during the episode, too. And it is just like you said. That's 12 yards, not 10 yards, or right. vice versa. Yeah, I did see something like that, yeah. Well, that yeah, that's exactly what he does. Yeah. And he's getting on guys, and they mm-hmm. feel the pressure. Russ doesn't do that. That's not his style. No, that's not, I can see that. Can you he'll, imagine? He'll just let, if a guy's supposed to be at 12... He'll just let him run 10 and, and don't say anything. That's what it seems like for me with the, when it comes to Russ. But Peyton and them guys? How was that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's, he's walking towards you when you're walking back to the huddle like, bro, 12. I need you to get to that stem and come right straight down that stem. And how quickly does he address it with you? Right away. Nah, it's going to be right away. He doesn't even have to wait to film. You know, that's probably what Russ probably will do. Wait till, you know, they're in there as a team watching film. Like, hey, uh. Make sure you're coming back. To, make sure you're getting to 12, mm-hmm, please. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. But it's not like he won't give you a, a you know, hey, way to go, a high five, and when something's oh, yeah. going well, too, Peyton would do that as well, right? <laughs> or not. I mean, he doesn't have to do it all the time. He might. No, not all the time. Because mm-hmm. that's just what's um, expected. Of, yeah, yeah, expected right. of you. So, mm. What would it have been like if Aaron Rodgers was here for the past couple of years? That would have been fun. That would have been a great time. Hackett is a mm. clown. I will tell you this, man. <laughs> he's just, he's just, he's, he's, he's built to be an assistant coach, not a head coach. 
you got to have, in my opinion, man, you got to have a certain gravitas, a certain style, a certain sense of leadership that's, you can't be the world's biggest goofball. And Hackett is a fun guy. Uh, he's funny, sort of, in a goofy, nerdy sort of way. Hmm. And I really do think as a as an assistant coach, maybe as a coordinator, we'll see this year. I mean, it might be too goofy even to be a coordinator. But there's definitely room, like, on a staff for a guy like him. I just think that sort of personality for a head coach is... He doesn't have that backbone, is what you're saying? I just don't think that's the leadership that guys are looking for all mm. the time. I think, you know, a head coach... Like, man, look how Prime carries himself. Oh, come on. Uh, that's see, right. Listen, see you better hold on to, to Dan as long as possible. Because, I mean, I can see him in the SEC... No oh, that talent out there? Well, the oh, big, my goodness. The big rumor is A&M. That would be oh, the place to go. Oh, I can see that. Right? Oh, my god. That would make a lot of sense, right? Yes. Yeah, you got to hold on to Dion as long as possible. No doubt about it. And I think they've bent over backwards, and, and everybody's trying to work together, and mm-hmm. everybody loves him. We all love Prime. We know how important he is. Um, and, and that cat just commands respect. Man, you walk in a room. I think that's what a head coach has to be, man. You have to command that respect. You don't have to be loud to command it. Like Gary Kubiak wasn't the loudest guy, but he was loud enough. Right. And I just love that mindset that Dion has. You know, I, mean, I don't care if they don't win any games, but he they brought that right mindset to those kids Ain't no to doubt go out and, and compete each week. And I think Rodgers does the same. Mm-hmm. I think my opinion is Russell Wilson operates better when there's a stronger personality head coach leading things yeah. and he can be supportive in his leadership, he doesn't need to be critical. I like that. But I think the best quarterbacks demand respect and can be critical. The best guys, the best ones, the, the Tom Brady and, you know, I, I was, I covered yeah. Jim Kelly back in the day. I was around Peyton Manning um, John Elway. I mean, these guys all had kind of the same characteristics. Did they have it in the beginning, or did that take time? They're born with it, dude. They're they're born with it. They're, that's just who they are. They don't have to force it. Nothing mm-hmm. forced. Nothing phony. Nothing fake. That's who those dudes right. are. Like Joe Burrow seems like that kind of guy. Damn right he is. Hell yeah, he is. Josh Allen is that. Patrick Mahomes is like that. Trevor Lawrence is like that. Should we keep mm-hmm. going? Mm-hmm. No way, man. Herbert's an interesting one. Because he's a little more introspective and a little more quiet. Um, Fields is a little bit more quiet, too. We'll see. Hopefully that works out for him. But, you know, these guys, man, these guys, these guys just, they're special from the start. You know who wasn't special from the start? Paxton Lynch wasn't special from the start. He was not. Teddy Bridgewater, world's greatest dude. Not born to be the guy. Mm. Born to be the world's greatest backup quarterback of all time. Like, the best dude, but not the dude. Is Russell Wilson the dude? What about Tebow? Tebow's the dude. Tebow overcame a wild lack of throwing talent just with his leadership skills. It was actually kind of insane how far he got and what he was was able to do with such lousy uh, throwing mechanics. I mean, his leadership skills were freaking next level. Yeah, it was just more like, jump on my back, bro. We're going to get this done. Yeah, man, he was like that. He just couldn't throw a football. This is the drive on the fan. So many losing hope in those dreams. You are listening to The Drive on
on Denver's Sports Station. Back in September, it's January now, and I'm feeling like myself again. I got Angel back in here, I need his help again. I'm taking time away, but wondering what a healthy helping is. They gon' text for me, I tell myself and tell my friends. Avoiding any talks about the elephant. Chalking up the hate, the jealousy, and just embellishments. Just enjoying it, man. But deep down, I find myself wondering if the people that write about me are right about me. And I wonder if That's my good, exes man. are oversharing, because they know a lot about me. We got on this. I'm a long way from Shelby Bucks, County. I've been through some local parts Talks of a healthy zone. Sober and focused. I cannot walk down no deli alleys. I still got the fellas around me. I love when you tell them proudly. My mama needs help. Yeah, Justin, like my father needs help accounting. I'm looking out heaven's window. I know that this is hey, Let me ask you a question here. No Sean Moreno, D-Mac, KJ, Drew, and... I told you, I can put this on repeat, man, and just take this to the sky. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch, you guys got to watch the video of your boy. In there. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like a top-down kind of song. You throw the top-down, you just... Yeah, man. I'll tell you, man, I get on my... I'm a big cyclist, bike guy, I'm on my bike today. And you get in the park, you just find a jam like this, and you just keep turning those pedals over like it ain't nothing. I mean, it's like a hot knife through butter. It's like, it just goes quick. You have a mountain bike or a street bike? Oh, man, come on now. Street jump? Yes, that's right. I like to go fast. <sighs> And I, don't I don't trust the people I don't, road. I don't oh I'm gonna get killed at some point. Yeah, oh, ain't no stop, doubt about stop. it. I know I shouldn't say that, yeah. but it's you know, it's not a matter of if, it's when. I've already, already been hit by a car. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's more of a bump. So I don't know why I'm laughing, man. I just picture <laughs> you just getting <laughs> like, like taking a <laughs> just like on the hood. No man, it was I just got bumped. I I was going through like crosswalk out of this uh um strip mall area and this teenage girl, she just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> So I, was, I, look at, I was looking at her like, okay, good. I thought she saw me. And so I start going and she, bump, just knocks into me. It, it wasn't really that hard, but it like messed everything up. Wow. Yeah, man, knocked me over and all. Yeah, it's not really getting hit by a car, though. So I'm over-exaggerating. So when four guys make a team that are undrafted, Jaleel McLaughlin, Nate Atkins, Thomas Nkoum, Alex Polcheski, maybe those names, four guys make a team, no, Sean. Who weren't drafted? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> hey, it shows that they're giving everyone an opportunity, baby. Hey, it's open, open season. That go, don't, go don't, don't that's what the question, man. Is that's it what it's saying. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Four dudes who weren't drafted just you know made what? your fifty-three. I bet it's a good thing to them. They're like, hey, well, we, no we doubt, saved a little hey. bit of cash. Oh, good thing for the Broncos. That's what they're saying. Yeah, no way, man. That's what they're saying. Dude, man. we got, like, we got hey. dude, we got Walmart money here. We're not worried about that. Yeah, it seems like it. Seems like it. But hey, good for these young men, though. Fine, but you, know, you realize nobody who the Broncos cut got picked up on waivers. Nobody. Mm. Now they weren't all qualified to be picked up, but mm. and I'm sure Alberto would have been picked up. But nobody else. And, no, Sean, the Broncos didn't pick anybody up. That shocked me that the Broncos did not pick anybody up off waivers. Now, they went for a couple of other guys to fill out their practice squad. Yeah. But they didn't pick up anybody to put on the 53 on waivers. I would love to see what's out there. Well, I, I mean, we got, we got George Payton talking about staying up till 5 a.m. What, what the hell were they doing at 5 a.m.? Were they really staying up to 5 a.m. doing nothing? Or did they go home for dinner at 6 I mean, what, what were the Broncos up to, man? We didn't pick up anybody. 1,100 dudes. I mean, not, and again, not all of them are, are qualified for waivers, but, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch where hundreds of players were out there and, and the Broncos didn't pick up anybody? 
and none of the Broncos got picked up and you picked up four undrafted guys? Come on, man. You know what that says. Tell me. The depth, man. The depth. The depth ain't good. Mm. Depth ain't good. They kept all their draft picks, too. None of the draft picks got cut. None of them. But they only had five. They had five draft picks. You know why? Russell Wilson. <laughs> and you used, to, you, used to, you used Bradley Chubb's draft pick for Sean, Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Got rid of Bradley. Don't need him anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. I just want them to get over with this whole... Just, hey, I'm, I'm done with it. Let's get the guys, let's get the guys on the team. Wait, wait, what are you done with? I'm just done with this whole thing. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> waivers mean? and what people coming in and out. And you're done with building the team? Just do it already. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? Let's get to that work. You know what I mean? Every day I got to see a new guy coming in, new guy going out. I'm like, man, it's gets stressful. Well, I'm sure that's how the vets feel. I'm sure that's how the vets feel. It does. It gives you a heads up where they've been because of missed out draft picks. Mm-hmm. Alberto draft pick gone. Montreal Washington draft pick gone. I mean, how many other draft picks are out there that just didn't work out? Quite a few over the past three years. And man, when you draft lousy and you're trying to reshape a team, now at CU, look what they're trying to do, right? I mean, they're they're putting 82 new guys on the team. That is wild, man. Mm-hmm. That is wild. And the, and the Broncos, you know, they've got to reshape their culture, too. I don't get it. So just it's just a heads up. It's not necessarily – it's an interesting thing. It was a weird thing yesterday that they were practicing when they still hadn't cut everybody they needed to cut. Um, it just kind of shows you, like, where things are. This is, you know, not Sean Payton's fault. It ain't Sean Payton's fault. George Payton, he's probably got some explaining to do. But it's Sean Payton that's saying, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough, need more, need more, need more. And then it's the NFL telling everybody, no, Sean, we don't want any of these guys. (laughs) All the guys you just got rid of, I mean, you know, so be it. So many guys out there, too. So many guys. So we'll follow the news as it comes in terms of what the Broncos are thinking, how the practice went today. We got all that for you. I definitely want to highlight our guy, Joel Klatt, and what he had to say about Tyler Brown. This is a wild story if you don't know it. So hang on for the big story of the day coming up next.